This is the IDS Football Podcast. I'm Caleb Kaufman. I'm Jack Grossman. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, Will Coleman's not here. Um, Big yikes on the Coleman front. <laughs> yeah, so it is just the two of us. Sorry that you have to listen to my 12-year-old voice more and Caleb's just, you know. Mindless yes. blabbering. <laughs> yes, but we do have a lot to talk about today. Indiana is ranked. The Hoosiers are ranked. Caleb, it happened. The seven and Hoosiers. Yes, they are the seven and Hoosiers. Hoosiers are number 24 in the AP poll, 25th in the coaches poll. Unranked in the college football playoff poll, though. How surprised were you by that, Caleb? I was actually a little surprised. I thought if there was going to be any poll that was going to be favorable to IU, it was going to be the college yeah, football playoff poll. Yeah, that's what I thought also. Because just, just the fact that they only have two losses, I know they don't have any real good wins. And their only really hard game was Ohio State, where they got absolutely dismantled. Yes. But I honestly thought they were going to be better. I thought the AP voters would be like, ah, keep them out, it's Indiana. And I like to think that playoff uh, polls a little more analytical, a little more real life. I have lost all faith in the playoff and, poll. Well, Jack, that's just because Alabama's still in it for you. And it's not It's not just that. I mean, I, I don't want to get too far down this rabbit hole, but Indiana not being ranked when a team like Texas is ranked is another example of They'll it. They'll always be ranked in my mind, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but just how much the committee favors big brands is just absurd to me. I mean... It's just it, it it's frustrating. It really is. And I mean Indiana's not ranked, but Iowa and Texas are both ranked with wins that aren't that much better than what Indiana has. I mean, Texas's best win is a last second field goal at home against Kansas State, who's not great. great. Uh, Iowa's best win is a road win against an Iowa State team that is not good. Notre Dame's best win is over... Iowa gets the wave votes. Like That gets yes. them at least two votes a week. <laughs> I mean, Notre Dame's only ranked because their best win is Louisville before Louisville actually went to the quarterback that's better than the guy that they played, who is still way worse than Peyton Ramsey, but that's beside the point. But well, it, 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 it's... Calm a, yourself. Yeah, it's absurd to me that that, that Indiana's not ranked, ranked in the college football playoff bowl. And that, I don't get it. And, and, and Dubai, maybe they're thinking they need to see a week of Ramsey truly run the offense. But he's but, done but, it. But, but that's what I was going to say. That he's already done it. And we'll get to this later. But there's some other statements about the quarterbacks uh, that I don't agree with. That people always think about. We'll, we'll get there when we do our preview of something else. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. Exactly. But I, but I, I did want to start with the rankings, though. So, uh, even with the college football playoff committee snubbing, uh, you're getting ranked in the AP poll for the first time in 25 years. That is an absolutely huge deal. Yeah. Uh, none of us were alive, as people no. have been saying in IDS, uh, when we put out the brief when it first happened. Not a single student uh, person at the IDS was born at the time. Who? No, not a single person. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. You that, said you said a single person. Oh, I'm sorry. Not a single person. <laughs> no one was alive. I'm trying to think what was even happening around 1999, and I can't think of something. Uh, there was a long thread. It was 95, not 99. Not, I'm sorry, 95. Yeah. Uh, gas was. I was do- born in by 99. Yeah. Gas was a dollar and fourteen cents a gallon. Yep. Major league baseball players were on strike. Love it. Um, the Shawshank Redemption was three days from premiering in theaters. All-time classic. Yes, great movie. Um, 
Let's see what else off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember. Um, O.J. Simpson had not yet um, been acquitted. He hadn't put the glove on yet. The glove had not fitted yet. The yes. glove at that point still fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this might probably my personal favorite. At the, at the time, the last time Indiana was ranked before this week, the UConn basketball program, men's and women's, had no national championships. Now they have a combined 15 national championships. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. 11 uh, on the women's just, side. In my, for some reason, in my mind, I just thought that they've always been undefeated. They just never lost in program <laughs> history as women's basketball, even though I know that's not true. I know that makes you sound extremely arrogant of women's basketball. But in my mind, they just have never lost in their whole, whole program history. <laughs> Yeah, that, no, no. They have won 15 titles. And what were that, two? They were at none. None. They had never won one. Wow. <laughs> yep. I, I'm, I'm like, actually mind-boggled by that by that one. <laughs> that, that's probably my favorite one. That's I think <laughs> yeah. that's going to be my favorite <laughs> yeah. one. Maybe OJ, purely for the glove, still fits at that time, but besides that. That was, uh, you can thank, thank uh, Josh Margolis for that one. All right, thank yes. you, Josh. Yes, um... Yeah, so it's a huge deal that this program is ranked, and it, it it to me it just shows kind of the culmination of everything that Tom Allen's been trying to build at IU. He's gotten the recruits you want at an Indiana. You're not going to get the consistent five star superstar recruit, but he's gotten four star guys that they need. He's been able to build on high tier three star recruits, and with the talent he's gotten, he's progressed them every year. The juniors clearly are better than what they were when they first came in here. And, and this is a young team, too. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Indiana's— Tom Allen loves telling people that this yeah. is a young defense. Uh, which— It's, it's, it's kinda, true, yeah, but Which it's kind of interesting where I use at as a program because they're having an historic season this year, even without Penix the rest of the way. But they're so young, there's kind of this general thought they're going to keep getting better. Exactly. Like, But, it, but, but— I also don't know if they'll ever face a schedule as friendly as this was. We were looking. So it's good. we were looking through um, uh, me and some other people next year's schedule. Yeah, they open out Wisconsin. Open out Wisconsin, year. but just that. Besides that, even though this before the season, we were saying their ceiling was six wins this year. Yeah. We thought legitimately, even if IU is as good as people possibly think they can be next year. Their ceiling's around seven games. Their schedule yeah, and, is hard. And, and that's why these next two games are so important. If they can prove they can compete and even, you know, knock off a of Michigan, that totally changes the landscape for next year. Which I'll remind everyone is a mortal lock. Even without Penix? Even without I can't waver at this point. I've been saying you, every, wave, you have wavered off air. I well not on air. <laughs> on air personality is a very different Caleb. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But but to me that that's why the back half of the of the season is so important because one, you don't know even with all the young talent IU has if they're ever going to be in this position again, and two, if they do take this to a whole nother level and beat a Penn State or a Michigan, then it says okay, they can have they can make this more than just a one year special run, despite a hard schedule. Okay, I just want to have pulled up. I just want to quickly yeah. run through next year's schedule. So they open the season at Wisconsin. That's a loss. I'm not even going to play around. That's a loss. Yeah. Uh, at, versus Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky actually is not bad. That could yeah, be a closer beat, game um, than people think. They beat Arkansas 38-7 last week. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I think IU should win that game. 
but it's going to be close than a lot of people think. Yeah, and they had a home-and-home home about five, six years ago with Western when Jeff Brom was at Western. They uh, won the game in Bloomington by, I think, two touchdowns. That was a close game most of the way. And then the first one at Western, they damn near almost lost. <laughs> yeah, So and, and also those helmets. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Western Kentucky's chrome helmets are one of the few chrome helmets I actually Exactly, like. so, they're, that they're all, so good. that shaves off at least three points off the spread, yes. just the helmets. Yeah, absolutely. So then Ball State at home, that should be a win. At UConn, should be a win. If they lose either of those games, they're in trouble. Yes. Maryland at home. You would think. You would think is a win still. IU has struggled against Maryland. They've come out with wins in back-to-back yeah. seasons against them. Uh I don't remember how they did three years ago. That was the Max Bordenschlager game. There we go. Yep. So, but it's still been close. That's one that you consider a win, though. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers at Rutgers in Piscataway should be a win. So that's up to five wins? That's up to five, I believe. Yep. Uh, one, two, three, four. Five. Yep. Yep. Michigan State. Versus Michigan State. I definitely consider a toss-up. Yeah, that's a toss-up. Wait, what's just saying that statement? That's already good. That's great for Indiana football that you consider that a toss-up. I'll say this after we go through this. Uh, versus Penn State. I'd still say a loss. That's a loss. Yeah. At Ohio State, that's a loss. That's a loss. Versus Illinois. This is a Intriguing, a, a but I would compelling give them game. one. See, I might go the other way. I think if there's a game they're going to slip up, it's going to be that one. I can't believe we're doing this already. <laughs> I know. This is wild. Yep. At Michigan, I would, I'm going to say it's a loss only because it's at the big house. I only have confidence in IU this year because it's at home. I, I would say their peak next year would probably be eight wins. That's a high peak. If if they could beat Purdue, Illinois, and Michigan State, I'd view those as the three pivot games. Yeah, but yes. I, I'm not saying I would pick them to go okay. eight and four, but I'm Making saying sure. that would be their peak, eight and four. I have it closer to seven because I honestly think that Illinois game's real tough. I think that's going to be a trap. That's a trap and a half. I'm a big Lovey Smith fan. That gray beard is lovable right now. Anyways, let's get into Indiana and Penn State. <laughs> All right, just <laughs> turn me podcast. off the Lovey Smith beard. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not interested in talking about Lovey Smith right now. <laughs> All um, right. Um, let's start with this. So Caleb has informed me that he is going on the Penn State student podcast after this. Yep. And he has been sent a list of questions in advance. So there's only one way to do this. We have to brief Caleb and get him ready for his interview with the Penn State guys. I feel like there should be a three theme song there, like, do 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 I don't know. That was the wrong if theme. You had, if you had an ox chord, I could have just played, like, background music. Not boo. But I do not. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Caleb, let's start it off. First question. What has it been like covering Indiana football this season? I'm sure you did not expect them to be 7-2 and two in November. <laughs> and, yeah, I did not expect that at all. Yeah, shocking that uh, we didn't expect Indiana football to be 7-2. and two. <laughs> I expected somewhere along the way we were, like, picking up random players off the street. And making them play. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, shocked. Uh, after back-to-back five and seven seasons, what has changed under Tom Allen this season? Well, that's where you answer he hired an offensive coordinator. That's exactly what the yes. answer was going to be. <laughs> yes. yep. um, and at times he had a competent quarterback. Yes. Um, now, this is the one right, that uh, kind of throws me a little bit. And clearly, I don't think they've been watching that carefully. Obviously, Indiana used the two-quarterback system. And now it's all uh, Payne Ramsey. What does this offense look like with him leading the charge? You, you have to blast them on this. Oh, I'm... Yes, oh. you have to blast... If you are not Even on there... Sam Niederman, I had lunch with him when these questions were sent to me, and the nicest man in the world. This kid cannot say a bad thing about people. He was even like, yeah, you got to blast them for asking, you, making you, you ask that qu- answer that question. That. This is something you don't go back and tell them, hey, 
this is what's actually going on. Oh, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you have to say. I'm too much of an ass to, uh, <laughs> to do that. In fact, have a clip paired up and you can just put your phone to a speaker of Tom Allen saying, Michael Penix is our star. I honestly thought about that, <laughs> but I have a lot of other projects I need to be working on, so I don't have it's time really for that. It's really not that hard. Jack, simmer down. All right, fine. But anyways, that's where you need to go. Yo, um, it was after the Maryland game. Game, some someone. Oh, uh, it, during I remember the questions I used yeah. in my articles, but it was yeah, when Tom, he was like Tom Brew asked the question. Oh, of course he did. <laughs> um, but Alan was adamant that Michael Pence has started as long as he is healthy, he will be in the game and it will not be Payne Ramsey. Yes, that's right. You you have to blast them on this. Oh, I will, that's the and one I'm that, going to be blasting. That's one, well, when when this podcast comes out, you need to send this to me just so I can listen to the answer to that question. All right. We'll see in the moment how ruthless I am. No, I, no, you have to go I want, all in. I want to be really ruthless. You cannot. You cannot. I want to be really ruthless. I know in the back of my mind, I'm probably going to chicken out a little bit and no, go a little softer. don't be a chicken. But no I want to be ruthless, up. and I'm getting in the psyche for it. You can't turtle up on this. You need to go all in and tell them that Michael Bettix is far and away the better quarterback. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. And that he is the starter. Okay. The, uh, the last two, three, uh, three questions. Who should Penn State fans watch out for on the Indiana defense? Could make a pl- right, big so game change. So that's Taiwan, Taiwan Mullen. Mullen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you should you should uh, ask them. Reese Taylor. Here's what you do: they ask that question, then you ask them to name as many Indiana defensive players as possible. <laughs> I would be interested to actually see how many <laughs> that, they know. I know that would be that would be way more interesting than you talking about Taiwan Mullen. It would be. They're never going to invite any IDS member ever again on their podcast. No, they're just not going to invite <laughs> you ever again on the podcast. I like how they thought I was uh, the respectable one of the IDS crew for this. Yeah, the guy followed me and then and then just never messaged me. I guess Yikes. he must have used me to get to you. Probably. I mean, they do oh. fair. Yeah. I was on the Michigan State one. Oh, all right. There we go. Yeah, so I got one. You got one. Yeah. Uh, what is the one thing Indiana has to do to pull off an upset? Play the perfect game and have Penn State <laughs> the bed. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that on this podcast. Well, um... 1412. <laughs> there we go. Please remind me to edit that out later. <laughs> IU needs to play the perfect game, and Penn State needs to play horribly. You can say crap the bed. Crap the bed. Yeah, crap, there we go. Crap's okay. They need to crap the bed, and IU needs to play pretty perfect of a game to come, come out of yes, Happy Valley with yes. a win. And then finally, of course, score, score prediction. prediction. This, and is, I, this, this, is where, this is where I've gone back and forth a lot. This is where you pick IU to win. They laugh at you and ask if you're serious, say you're serious, and then go back and say, no, they're not going to win. <laughs> and then you blast them for thinking that you were serious about it. <laughs> this is IU's year, team of destiny. Going nine Indiana. Nine Indiana needs this win. Actually, yeah, that's just my mind. You need to make sure I... Uh, plug nine Windiana into yes. their podcast. Yes. And seven and two shirts. That, that, that's what you do. The first question... Just, just they, just, just say the question real quick. Uh, what has it been like covering Indiana football this season? I'm sure you didn't expect them to be seven and two in November. That actually works perfectly. I'm like, Sean, have you heard of hashtag Nine Windiana? No, I have not heard. Of hashtag Nine <laughs> well, Windiana. Nine Windiana hashtag Nine Windiana is a real bleeping thing, and it is going down. And it is glorious to watch in the field. Tom Allen is banging on podiums, <laughs> screaming LEO at the top of his lungs. You gotta say LEO at some point. Oh, there will be. Yeah. I'm gonna end when they're like, thanks for being on. I'll be like, LEO. <laughs> you gotta stay on brand. Yes. yes. And, 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 I think I need to 
even though they won't be able to see me because it's a podcast, I'm going to have to find a red pen and also put it behind my ear <laughs> in honor of Kane Womack. You, you need to bring that up at some point. I will. But when, when, when they ask you about the defensive players, after you have them list how many defensive players they know. Quick sneak peek on the story I'm working for. I just interviewed Dave Womack today for a story about him. He knows him. how to text. He knows how to text better than my parents. I was shocked. Also, I called him at the wrong time. I forgot there's a time change, but that's besides oh, the very point. Good. Uh, I asked him about the red pen because Kane says he got it from his dad. Dave Womack didn't remember always having a pen on him. He was like, I guess I do. My wife pointed it out to me a couple of times, but I didn't realize people actually picked up on that. I was like, yeah, Kane made a big deal about it. Uh, I still take full credit for that story. Oh, 100% this, the credit for that story goes out to Jack Roseman. I said that IU changed their availability times on Mondays. So I don't have my 30-second conversation with Kane Womack anymore. Oh, because I changed it to oh, players yeah, and well, then... No, because no, now they have the players, and then they do Ramsey at the podium at noon instead of Tom Allen at the podium at noon. Tom Allen doesn't take the podium until 12.15. I got to get to class by 1. Kane Womack doesn't take the podium until 12.45. I got to leave at 12.45. Yeah. It, it's ruined my whole connection with Kane Womack. I will say... That was a very and, enjoyable interview, my time with Kane Womack, yeah, even, though I thought he was even though I thought he was supposed to be on the road and he happened to just be in his office. Yeah, his defenses haven't been great, but but they improved in the second half, but he's just a fun but guy. That, a whole story about their improvement on the second half will be in the future. Yeah, yeah. for as bad as they have started, they have done some darn— they've pulled out some close-to-miracle things in turnarounds in the, the second it's, half. It's been amazing. He was great. Uh, Mr. Dave Womack was also great, living on his acres and acres and acres of land. Was he 68 acres? I believe it was 68. And now I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's Mississippi. It might have been Alabama. I'm now getting really confused after talking to them. You've, you've talked about it. Okay, then Mississippi just goes hunting, fishing, walks the land. It sounded magical. Did I you really, find out what type of animals he likes to hunt and fish? No, I did not ask. That, that, Caleb. That, see, I didn't... That was a leading question to something else, which then somehow he already knew the answer to the question I was going to ask. I was just shocked at how like prepared he was. He was more prepared to answer questions than I was to even ask questions. It like made my job super easy. It was awesome. Best interview ever. Uh, well, John Yeager making me breakfast might yeah, be better. I wrote a feature for sports writing where, where I wrote about a wrestler, and I had a whole section on about him and one of the other wrestlers hunting and rest, and going just in the middle of the woods in Monroe County. Sounds great. It, it was great. It had nothing to do with the main focus of the article, which was the dude got hurt, and it was like— the Honestly, that's pro- my lead. I was already thinking my lead was going to be Dave Womack walking the land and how even though he's in Mississippi, he has his fingerprints all over Indiana's fo- defense. Nope. <laughs> I just got to text him what animal he's hunting. I'm sure it's like quails or something. Let's get back to football, though. <laughs> I'm enjoying this more than football. I am, but too. Anyways, in, Indiana-Penn State is this weekend— I, I th- this is what I wrote about for my column this week. I do not like this matchup for IU football at all. Does anyone like this matchup for IU football? Yeah. Like I, I have some of the their rankings and the preview I wrote for IU. Yeah, go ahead. Shoot. Hold up, where are they? Penn State only gives up seventy four point two rushing yards a game. IU is already an offense that has struggled at times to rush the ball, and then they're relying. And in a game like this, you're going to need to be able to run the ball. Yeah, the, the swing routes are not going to work the all the time. The offense is not where my biggest worry is. See, the offense is very much where my biggest worry Because Penn State's defense is really good. Yes. I'm I used to, I no. going to need to put up points 
and the defense is going to need to be able to hold just enough serve. But the harder part, I think, is going to be IU putting up points against them. See, here's the thing. I'm worried about the offense. We saw what's happened when Peyton Ramsey's gone up against good defense this year. It hasn't gone well. But Penn State's offense is predicated on we have a ton of speed, we're going to take advantage of one-on-one matchups, and we're going to take advantage of you being over-aggressive. What does Indiana defense, Indiana's defense do? They rely on being very aggressive, lots of blitzing, lots of man-to-man coverage. That plays absolutely right into Penn State's hands. They've already done a really good job against defenses that play the same style of what Indiana tries to do. The Michigan game is the perfect example of that. That uh, Sean Clifford's at his best. He's legit. Two-step, yeah, two-step drop, drop uh, just to see the one-on-one matchup, quick pass, pass for like 20 yards. And the thing that also scares me about Clifford, he's not a true runner. He's a pocket pass. He likes to be a pro-style yeah, quarterback. Plays. But he can extend plays, and IU has a trouble with when they don't get immediate pressure, they just, like, forget about the quarterback. And Clifford's the type of guy, he's fast enough, he can make plays downfield, and that could hurt he's them. He's like Brian Lewerke, but actually good. Yes, and Brian Lewerke <laughs> somehow looked like an All-American against yes. IU, especially yes. on and, the ground. And, and, of course, there's K.J. Hamler. Yes. Who is one, probably the best receiver in the conference. Yep. Yep, who is, he's really, really good. He's real good. That's going to be a tall task yeah, for Taiwan if that's where he gets matched Taiwan up against. Taiwan Mullen's been phenomenal. He's been year. phenomenal, but, but still, as a true freshman, that's by far the most hostile environment I will play in this season. Well, it's not even that. It's because, I mean, like, they've proven they can handle hostile environments with Michigan State and Nebraska. I would argue the, the Nebraska... The, well, secondary looked rough. Not Taiwan specifically, yeah. but secondary in but, general but, looked but, rough. But, but... Let me finish my point. I don't think Indiana's going to have an issue with the environment just because of how well they handled the Nebraska and Michigan State games. And plus, when you think about environments impacting games, it's usually the opposing team's offense that has the struggles with that, not the defense. And um, and Indiana's secondary struggled in a lot of games, no matter where the hell that... <laughs> but it, it just... I don't think... Even if Mullen does a good job on Hamler, I don't trust. There's enough holes. The rest yeah, of the, exactly. the rest of that, it. That's the point I'm making. Penn State has enough weapons to burn Indiana on multiple places d- down the field in one-on-one coverage. Absolutely. That's exactly why I said to win this game, IU's got to play almost perfect games. Taiwan's got to be shut down. Marcelino has. I don't know if Taiwan can do that. Yeah, Taiwan's great, but he hasn't faced anyone like KJ Hamler. Even the, the closest last, thing, the last, Stewart's the closest thing I yeah, think. But, and Stewart Hamler's and Hamler's, Hamler, that was Stewart. just about to say that. Hamler is way better than Stewart. Because the last, the but last time, my thing would be, just so I can finish my yeah, thought. Go ahead. Taiwan actually shut down Stewart. He yes. did not have a catch against when Taiwan was on him. So if you take the bounce from Stewart uh, to Penn State here, Hamler, the, so he maybe catches, let's give him a conservative four to five. So that's probably 70, 80 yards. Yeah. I would, a lot of yards per catch. I would live with that if I'm IU. If yeah. Taiwan can hold him to that, and then the rest of the defense can hold serve, that's their chance. That's the thing. I don't think the rest of the defense Yeah, because uh, the biggest person I've pointed fingers at all season is Burgess. That man just gets beat over the top yeah. so consistently for a safety. I don't understand. Either get your ass out of the box or and play deep coverage, or you have to be able to stay with someone. And he's not even playing fast receivers. It's like a slot guy or... A tight end that's beating him. The guy that worries me the most is actually a tight end for Penn State, and that's uh, Pat Fryermuth. Um, I 
very much hoping I'm pronouncing that name right. I'm pretty sure it's Fryermuth. I'm not but, even going to attempt. No, he he's good. But he's the type of the modern tight end that's just a matchup nightmare for defenses. If you put a safety on him, he's too big. If you put a defensive... If you put a linebacker on him, he's too fast. And that's where Marcelino was supposed to be elite this season. My point exactly. And he has not done a thing. Where has Marcelino Ball been? I don't know. It, it, it's weird. Honestly, so, was, sometimes I'm like, is he even on the field? And I look around, I'm like, I, oh, there he is. But, oh, he didn't do anything again. He was a guy that his freshman season was a freshman All-American. He was a stud. And for whatever reason, he just hasn't clicked since then. And it's been really a disappointment how he hasn't developed as a player, and instead of progressing, he's really regressed at his time here. Exactly, and he is tailor-made for the position he plays. Yeah. He is the perfect size, speed, and he, it's not even like you can blame scheme. The the five two four two five Husky... It fits him perfectly. It fits him perfectly, and he has the, two of the best coaches that could coach it in Tom Allen and Dave Wilmack as... Uh, uh, Kane <laughs> Wilmack, dang it. There we go, Kane Wilmack. Yes. As Dave Wilmack is the person that... Brought, truly brought that scheme into the mainstream in college football. And both of them are oh, his disciples, yes. Huh. That's cool. Dave is the one that uh, brought it into the SEC, and then it rippled out from there. I fun fact. That. Yeah, that is a fun fact. I like that. Anyways, we're basically out of time. So we got to do some score predictions. How badly does IU lose Saturday? I don't think it's going to be a bloodbath, but I think they get, they get got. I'll give them... Um, I'll give them 14... To 31. I'm going uh, a little bit more high scoring. I'm going Actually, I'm changing that to 17. I want a field goal. My man Logan Justice. I'm also giving him a field goal. I'm going Penn State wins 42-24. All right. So we're, we're in the same ballpark, yeah, but yeah. a little bit skewed. Oh, you're a little offensive heavy. Yeah, that's... Uh, my, just my two cents. Yeah, I can see your score being a little bit maybe possible. I think there's no chance if Penn State even jumps on them early. That foot's going to be on yeah. the floor the whole time. After losing to Minnesota, there's no let-up in them. Yeah, they have something uh, to prove. The last time Indiana played at Penn State, if you remember, uh, Saquon Barkley returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown. IU was down 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, well, with, also, with, Saquon's with, legs are bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> Little that man's thighs, probably way more than me. Yeah, K.J. Hamler's also very capable of taking the ball to the house. Oh, absolutely. Also, uh, on a kick return, but... I'm not projecting that, but Penn State's going to be pissed off after losing to Minnesota. Indiana needs, they they absolutely desperately need to just stay in the game early to have any shot in this. IU can't be down more than ten going into the agreed, half. Agreed, agreed. They need they needed to be close, and then I'll give them a max no ten because the second half defense all season has been much better. So if you make those adjustments, say. It shrinks a little bit, and you need the offense to make a jump in the second half. Tends, tends to max it yeah. can be down. Yeah. Anyways, you're going. I am not. I am jealous. Have a good time. Off ha- to Happy Valley, Happy Valley where yes. nothing is actually in Happy Valley. It's kind of annoying. Luckily, I'm in D.C. and driving up the next morning with Cohen for the game, but that will be an experience. Yes. I am very sad. I am missing it. I will for, miss you, too. And we'll get food reviews next week from Penn yes. State. Most importantly, Teo Mackey will join us next week. We'll see. We'll see how cooperative he is. <laughs> we get to preview Michigan. For Caleb Kaufman, I'm Jack Grossman. No Will Coleman today. Thanks for joining us. This has been the IDS Football Podcast.